Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. I don't think today's actually about getting information. I don't think it's about getting the unredacted Mueller report. I don't think last week's hearing was actually about having staff question the Attorney General. I think it's, as my colleague said earlier, I think it's all about trying to destroy Bill Barr because Democrats are nervous he's going to get to the bottom of everything. He's going to find out how and why this investigation started in the first place. Never forget what Bill Barr said a few weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, when he testified in front of the Senate Finance Committee said a lot of important things, but he said three, excuse me, four very interesting things. First, he said there was a failure of leadership at the upper echelon, term he used, upper echelon of the FBI. We all know that's the case. Director Comey's been fired. Deputy Director McCabe fired, lied three times under oath, according to the Inspector General. FBI Counsel Jim Baker demoted and left, currently under investigation by the Justice Department. Lisa Page demoted and left. Peter Strzok, Deputy Head of Counterintelligence, demoted and fired. Peter Strzok, the guy who ran the Clinton investigation and the Russian investigation. There was certainly a failure of leadership at the upper echelon of the FBI. Second thing the Attorney General said three and a half weeks ago in front of the Senate Finance Committee. Spying did occur. Okay, so that's Jim Jordan, who's on the committee that's uh, talking to people today. Hey, your man Swalwell's up. He is asking Swalwell! Swalwell! (laughs) Anyway. But so that's that's gaining steam, right? This whole notion that we're going to investigate how this whole thing got started. Right. And uh, and where it's going. I'll, I'll, I'll start here. Um, our, our invest, our, 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 our investigative and intelligence services being employed for political purposes. Everybody has a stake in knowing the answer to that. Sure. Washington Examiner out with a story today. Comey team may have used confidential sources prematurely. An ex-FBI Intel official says, I'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. But we didn't talk about Comey's op-ed piece in the New York Times last week in which he did his... James Comey thing, man, he is just, he is so happy with himself. He may be the most sanctimonious real person I've ever observed. Was there there some sort of picture of him like on a hiking trail looking (laughs) quizzically up at the clouds? Like the one where he's in the forest looking at the trees? You know, he's one step away from having a picture of himself descending from the clouds, Sean. He's angered everybody on every side at every turn yet still thinks he's just the only person that can hold this all together, mm. making the right decision at all times. Right. Whether it's Hillary's email server, which made all the Democrats angry, or then the Trump thing, which made all the Republicans angry. Um, he, uh, he wrote an op-ed piece in which he talks about how um, people like Attorney Barr could end up where they end up, covering for an evil president. Accomplished people lacking inner strength can't resist the compromises necessary to survive Mr. Trump, and that adds up to something they will never recover from. 
It takes character like Mr. Madison's to avoid the damage because Trump eats your soul in small bites. Ow, my soul. Ow, stop chewing on it. You have your soul eaten small bites. Mm. This is what happens. You're smarter than Donald Trump and you're playing a long game for your country so you can pull it off where lesser leaders have failed and gotten fired by tweet, Comey wrote. Of course, to stay, you must be seen as on his team so you make further compromises. You use his language, praise his leadership, tout his commitment to values, and then you are lost. He has eaten your soul. Yeah, <laughs> where, 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 where my soul at? Once again, we're back to the soul eating. It's like somebody ate it. So the the way he portrays this as other people, they mean well, but they're not as strong as I am. And they were weak and they caved in the orbit of this tyrant. <laughs> Luckily, I'm so strong. I didn't cave. And so morally pure. It's one of those like left-handed camp compliments where, you know, I don't, I don't blame you for, for you're weak. You couldn't help it. He's so strong <laughs> right. and such an evil, tyrannical leader. You never had a chance. And you being weak, you know, what were you going to do? <laughs> Which which is something. So The Hill has a piece out, came out last night, written by Kevin R. Brock. He's the former assistant director of intelligence for the FBI. I don't really know what that is, but it sounds good, right? Former assistant director of intelligence for the FBI. He was an FBI agent for 24 years. He was actually on Tucker last night, and he's darn interesting. He, uh, he got to the question, my main question, and he brought it up on Tucker Carlson last night, is, if you thought Russians were trying to brush up against the Trump campaign, okay. Why didn't you tell Trump? Why didn't you? For, he he said, why didn't you tell the people involved? Normally, this guy he spent twenty four years as an agent. He was the deputy director of intelligence for the FBI. He says the normal protocol is you go to Papadopoulos and say, "Hey, we think that person's a Russian agent, right?" And so we're keeping an eye on them. So watch, you know, you watch out for this. Mm-hmm. And you, you guys are working together to try to catch this person. Right. And then certainly you would tell the president, "We think there are people brushing up against your campaign. There are Russians trying to influence whatever." The fact that they didn't, he says, is 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 out of bounds and unusual. You know, the only justification I could come up with it is if you thought everybody was in on it, including and you would be busting them as well, including the president elect. Well, see, that's that what's should crazy be an about unbelievably it. high bar, like an insanely high bar. Yes, yes. For yes. listening to the the <laughs> president elect's private communications because you think he's in on it. Yes. I mean that's that's not just that's not just uh well, well did you read the steel dossier? That's not just like she's running a rub and tug over there. We we should listen in on her phone calls. Right. The the guy the people elected president. Anyway, so from Kevin uh Brock, he's the FBI dude writing in the hill. Uh some in the media have suggested that the Times article, the one I just read from with all the soul eatings. <laughs> from Comey, was an attempt by the FBI to justify its early confidential source actions. But current FBI Director Christopher Wray has shown that he would like to excuse the or excise the cancerous tumor that grew during Comey's time and not just keep smoking. It's hard to imagine current FBI executives trying to justify past malfeasance. James Comey is right to be apprehensive. He himself ate away at the soul of the FBI. Not as... <coughs> By, by the way, this gets to the, uh, the, the whole, incident. everybody in the FBI loved James Comey. Well, mm-hmm. this guy apparently didn't. <laughs> mm. um, he himself ate away at the soul of the FBI, not in small bites, but in dangerously large ones. It was a dinner for one, though. His actions are not indicative of a real FBI. The Attorney General's comprehensive examination is welcome, and if done honestly and dispassionately, it will protect future presidential candidates of both parties and redeem the valuable soul of the FBI. 
That's well written. Yeah. Difficult to argue with that. He's concerned, as anybody should be, that this is to protect anybody who gets elected. You don't want Donald Trump sicking the FBI on Kamala Harris at the end of her campaign or after she's elected, trying to dig up dirt. Yeah. And yeah. ruin her. Well, and, you know, I keep coming back to, and people are starting to use his name, which is flitted out of my head, but he's that Cambridge academic who's been a source for the FBI and the CIA for many years, um, that he holds these dinner parties uh, at Cambridge for various people from various countries and in the intelligence services and all. It's it's kind of a, uh, you know, celebrities of that world dinner party circuit. I don't ever, get, invi- events. I don't right. ever get invited to those sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, well, that's probably got lost in the mail. But anyway, um, so he invited this Russian grad student lady, uh journalist author to one of the parties and 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 uh who was it carter page well one of the trump people who was under suspicion um and he actually invited them to be there and they exchanged a couple words at dinner and then just went their their own way but then the report said that they interacted suspiciously and uh, there was uh, something very odd was going on there, and we believe she may be a Russian agent and blah, blah, blah. But their informant had set up the dinner, mm-hmm. and then it turned out everybody swore up and down, and all the witnesses uh, backed up that, no, they didn't interact at all other than exchange pre- pleasantries, and they did not go home together, as was alleged. And so it, it would seem to be stovepiping or one of those weird you know, uh, self, uh, well, blanking yourself things where, wait a minute, your source created everything that led to his report. So what's going, who's he working for and why did he do that? Well, imagine if the Bush administration, when, uh, when, when Barack Obama was in his campaign and after he was elected, I don't remember where in that some of this stuff happened, but it doesn't matter, um, when the Reverend Wright tape came out. Imagine if the Bush administration said, oh, "Okay, we 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 have a reason to investigate this Reverend Wright, bad mouth in America." Clearly, in America, and here. then you look All into right. his ties, and I guarantee you, he's got some ties. That the ties are. to Bill Ayers, <laughs> yeah, How about, you know, or, or communists or whoever. I guarantee sure. you, he's got shifty ties. And then you use that as an excuse to spy on Barack Obama because that was his preacher, the guy married him. He was at their wedding service, right? And you go that direction, yeah. and then you have the picture of remember the picture of Barack Obama in the Muslim gear that came out at some point. Right? And you just use no, all no, that. No, that's no stupider than an alleged incident of hiring hookers to pee. I mean, it's as it's right. fl- as flimsy as or good, depending on how you look at it, right. to to start listening to Barack Obama's phone calls. You don't want every administration doing this. Yeah, boy, all you need is some former British spy. Hey, go go to uh, pick a country, Kenya. Talk to some people. Get any gossip you can that knew about Obama's Barack dad. Obama that knew his dad or whatever. Just sew together whatever you want. Don't bother, you know, like going to original sources or. or you know, backing any of this up because it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. And if you can get us a picture that looks weird, do that. And we'll just sew it together. We'll put it in front of a judge, and that way we'll be able to surveil the Obama. And then the FBI director goes into and Barack transition Obama. team, and then to continue the the metaphor or analogy, whichever it is, uh, the FBI director at the time, which I guess would have been Comey, uh, goes in and tells Barack Obama, Mister President, you need to know that this information is out there, and and shows you this crap dossier with information about your Obama's dad meeting with communists or whatever, right? And and then it's in the New York Times. Leaks it to the press a couple of days yeah, later. Just yeah. in a, that could happen administration after administration. Right. 
if you don't have checks on this. Yeah. You know, this is this is a bit of a roundabout point. I'll, I'll make it as brief as possible. But I was uh, I was reading an interesting comment on um, on our judicial system and its ties to English common law and the rest of it, and the idea of of culture. And there are groups that I agree with very very much that believe that you know Western culture, ancient Greece, and then uh, English common law and Judeo Christian principles, etc have yielded a really pretty damn productive way for people to, to live. In short, the Western world, Western culture. And I think I think they're absolutely right. I think they make an excellent point. There are white supremacist groups that also agree with that point. But it's one of those classic, uh, all, you know, all Western, all defenders of Western civilization, in fact, a tiny minority, a tiny, tiny, tiny minority of people who defend Western civilization are white supremacists. But most white supremacists are in favor of Western civilization. Well, if you and the left uses that sort of reasoning all the time, well, if you defend um, Western civilization, you're associated with people who are associated with people who want to be in the Klan. Um, You could use that sort of couple of degrees of separation stuff to build a hell of a case about anybody on Earth at any time, if you grant the FBI the right to just do that, kind of if they feel like it, or they get a sniff, because that's what the whole Steele dossier is. It's well, it's weak. It's it's not even a sniff. Well, it's going to be an ugly presidential campaign. You think Trump isn't going to be angry enough at whoever emerges as the as the candidate to want to have the FBI dig up some dirt on them or make up some dirt on them? It's entirely possible. Yeah, we don't want to do this. Administration after administration. Uh, this is a topic you're going to be happy about. The death of passwords might finally be coming. Oh. A new way to deal with this. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Sean, you're the only one here that's seen the Avengers movie. I don't know if this affects who you root for in the NBA uh, matchup tonight between the Warriors and the Rockets game five, which is going to be very exciting. But fear the beard. Clay Thompson reportedly left the Avengers movie two hours in with an hour still to go in the movie. He got up and walked out of the theater. He probably had some Instagram models slide into his DMs. And he had another option that was, I understand, making. I don't, I don't fault Clay Thompson for doing whatever Clay Thompson wants. He to hasn't do. been. He's a, a member of the Golden State Warriors. I should have pointed that out. Um, he was one of the Splash Brothers who hasn't been splashing much lately. Um, Clank. He was asked about this. He has not responded. So his spokesman, he has a spokesman on this topic. Thompson conserves his energy for what he loves. And he's always been Instagram impatient. Models. And he's always been impatient <laughs> with anything less, with any less than favored activity. There was amusement in Warriors Land with an hour left in the film. Clay just got up and left. The plot didn't interest him. Not enough to demand that much time and attention. <laughs> I need a spokesman. Excuse me, I need to get up and leave. The or a plot, spokeswoman. The plot doesn't interest me. Yes. I, would, I would walk out of the movie. There's just so much punching. I <laughs> this is not worthy of my time. Okay. I've started doing that as I got. I've gotten older. I've noticed with lots of different things. Like I can be really liking a, a a concert or whatever. Okay, I've seen I've seen enough of this. I get what it is. I'm, I'm going now. Mm. I, just, mm. I got other things. I'm full. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, the impending death of passwords. I hope this actually happens. It's going to be a blip. I'll have to explain it to my grandchildren how awful passwords were. But they oh, yeah, have to do a it capital, anyway. a special symbol, at least eight characters. Um, and a lot of the reasons that they exist and how they exist are stupid and or outdated and don't accomplish anything. But the the idea of a second-tier authentication, authentic, authentication? Yeah. I'm saying that's right. Yeah. Uh, is is taking have a, authenticated your pronunciation? They uh, is taking a huge leap forward, and it, they're hoping it's going to end uh, passwords. Mm. Um, passwords have been around since the 1960s. A, a, a time sharing system at MIT first people to use a password, and it just went from there. <laughs> One it, of the v- very first kind of room sized supercomputers. Like, I know if you want access to this computer, we we can't have everybody just come up here. So right. let's do passwords, and that was Agent Zero of the computer password wow. world from the 60s. And they took the good one. And since then, we've all been struggling to come up with a password. I like when a, a website assigns me a password that I could never remember in a million years. Sure. QQL underline P like dollar sign. Yeah, yeah. And what the heck is that? You got to uh, save it. Save it to your passwords. I, I got more on that in a minute, and that affects every one of us. And it talks about how much, how frustrating it is to try to keep your passwords straight at work and home and the various websites that, that lock you out after 30 days if you didn't redo your password. Oh, just, yeah. I hate oh that my, so much. Oh. Putin, uh, Chairman Xi, Sultan of Brunei, uh, anybody on earth. You want to read my emails? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll send you a copy. I'll CC you. <laughs> Just don't reset my password every 30 days. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, at least four students now being credited with stopping the Colorado school shootings. We will honor them. House Judiciary Committee hearings getting really heated and Game of Thrones $2 billion bump for Starbucks. All good stuff. <laughs> Come on. Wow. <laughs> really? Uh, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. I've got more on this article about the impending death of passwords, which I sure hope happens. And a lot of it's being driven by um, some statistics I'll hit you with. But how much time and effort is wasted on the whole password thing, either by employees or by their uh, IT people dealing with employees who can't get into their accounts? Right. It's just so much time and frustration. And it's not accomplishing much is the other point. It's not doing what the what the point of it was. Mm. Um, but there are a couple of interesting stats. Let's get the news now with Marcia Phillips. Well, we're learning more about the students who stopped the shooters at the Colorado Charter School. The father of the student killed wants everybody to know his son was a hero, and so does student Nui Giasoli. She told NBC's Today Show she was in a British literature class when one of the suspects entered and pulled out a gun, and Kendrick Castillo went after him. The next thing I know, he's pulling a gun and he's telling nobody to move and that's when Kendrick lunged at him and he shot Kendrick giving all of us enough time to get underneath our desks to get ourselves safe and to run across the room to escape. Kendrick wasn't alone. Others who also stood up to the shooters were thanked by Nui, Brendan Bailey, Jackson Gregory and Lucas Albertoni. They were the four that went after the shooter. I'm hearing a lot of ta- toxic masculinity in this story, Marshall. Good one. 
A lot of aggressive males with testosterone. This is going to catch on, and it's going to way slow down school shootings, thank God, when you realize you aren't going to accomplish much. Since your goal is to kill a whole bunch of people you aren't going to, they're going to run at you. You're going to get a couple of people. Run at them and beat the hell out of them. Um, And you know what? Fortunately or unfortunately, young people are way more willing to to give up their lives, see wars and soldiers than uh, than other age groups. They're they're willing to do that sort of thing. Yeah. This this could be a this could be a game changer. Really could be. Thank God. Combine that with absolutely no publicity, no Making an anti-hero of these shooters. No cool pictures. No airing of manifestos and lists of gripes. None of it. President Trump has now asserted executive privilege over the entire Mueller unredacted report and its underlying evidence. The move coming as the House Judiciary... Are they still trying to claim that there's something hidden in there that's going to be a a, a real... Um, I just used the term game changer, so I don't want to use it again. Mm. But, but change the narrative somehow? Does anybody actually think that there's something hidden in there that hasn't been released? What's important is to act as if they're not letting you see what's hidden. Because when we finally see what's hidden, us telling you about Russian collusion for two years will make all the sense in the world. This is really... It's the hidden stuff that, that proves we were right. I don't blame Nadler. What do you call him? Go Nadler. Mm. Childish. Yet enjoyable. Gro- a groinal <laughs> reference. Um... I don't blame him for playing a political game because it's a political thing. The whole impeachment thing is a political game. And it's, you know, either you got people convinced or you don't have people convinced. But did you know that Mr. Nadler and everybody else can go over to a particular building and read the whole damn thing, unredacted if they want to? And Nadler said he will not. He's not going to do that. He's demanding its release. So they're allowed to go over and read it if they want. But nobody's go- nobody's doing because there's nothing there's nothing extra in there. It's just so phony. The House Judiciary Committee is moving to hold Attorney William, uh, Attorney General rather William Barr, in contempt for refusing oh, to no, hand not over. Contempt. He's been held in contempt. Held in contempt. It's really like they put the Delta House on double secret probation. What is that? I don't know, but it sounds bad. Well, my understanding of it is you can actually then go to court. And sue the Attorney General for his contempt of Congress. And if he is found guilty of contempt by the judge, mm-hmm. he can be fined. All right. But does anybody ever do that? Well, it's, no. o- it's only happened one other time, and that was Eric Holder, Obama's Attorney General. And that went precisely nowhere. Before the contempt vote, Democratic Representative Steve Cohen of Tennessee said Trump is financially dependent on the Russians. We now know he lost over a billion dollars in a decade in the 80s and 90s. He was broke. No bank would loan him a penny. He was broke. And if it weren't for him being president, he'd be in prison with Michael Cohen today as individual one. Cohen. We talked to a tax attorney earlier in the show, if you didn't hear it, who... uh who had a different take on the tax uh, information that is out there. No, he had declared losses, paper losses, right. depreciating buildings. Uh, that That's just what that man just said is horse poo. Yep. Trump taking to Twitter this morning, calling the New York Times report a fake news hit job. He said that real estate developers back then took massive write-offs that would show up as losses, what he called a sort of tax shelter. He referred to You write it, off the depreciation. Of your building mm-hmm. yes. or property or whatever. Yes. And you can front load it. Trump wound up calling what they used to do back in the day, sport. 
And Congress uh, is not talking about changing that at all because they know that it's good for business, and a lot of them are business owners, and they like the ability to do that. How far into Crazyville are we? This is how far we are down to the, the road of crazy with politics and everything like that. So the other day, Trump made a comment about how I ought to get another two years of my presidency because they stole right. the first two years. Yes, proof that he's a dictator. On MSNBC, they, they talked in honest-to-God serious tones one of their guests said, I believe it was a trial balloon to make the effort to steal another two years at the end of the presidency <laughs> to see how people react. And they discussed it completely seriously. Oh, boy. This is the sort of stuff that used to be fringe weirdos at the bar talk is now on, in theory, respected news programs. Turns out the Starbucks cup that was accidentally left in an episode of Game of Thrones may have earned the coffee giant over $2 billion in free advertisement. (laughs) The cup appeared on a table for about two seconds in Sunday's episode, but Hollywood-branded CEO Stacey Jones told CNBC that all the attention it got led to an estimated $2 billion in free advertising for Starbucks. The cup, by the way, has since been digitally removed from that episode. Yeah, hmm. wait a minute. So if I go back and watch Game of Thrones now on my HBO, right. I won't see the cup? No. Correct. Yeah, so if you just Censorship. go to like the, the, Censorship. H- the HBO app and stream it fresh, yes. But if you have like a saved DVR recording on your personal device, it will still be there. Mm. What about free speech? I thought this was America or something. <laughs> or something. All right, wait a minute. Here it is. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that is would yeah, you, Starbucks. If you had not known to look for it, would you have noticed it? No, I didn't notice it. I did not notice it. I watched the episode. I rewatched it the next day, partly because of the cup. Yeah. I didn't notice oh, it wait, on my a, first go Here's a shot from my TV. Did I show you this? Uh, it's pretty obviously a Starbucks cup. Right. It's not very medieval looking. Well, you got <laughs> wizards and dragons and such. I mean, it's not totally nuts to suggest one of the wizards went to the future. <laughs> <laughs> to get a cup of coffee. Right. Hey, hey, Khaleesi, I tell you what, you ever feel kind of run down at the end of a bottle? Swig this down. It's kind of bitter, but you'll grow to like it. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here, I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. But, squawky, fly. Yeah. Fly like an eagle mm, to the sea. Indeed. <laughs> what percentage of your IT's uh, staff's time is spent on helping you with passwords to get into the various company websites? Oh, 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 boy. That, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mentioned earlier, I just saw the end of Saturday Night Live. Uh, Adam Sandler was the host, and he did a tribute to Chris Farley. That's really cool if you're into Chris Farley at all, and it's uh, pretty touching and well done and everything. So check that out. Maybe we should link that at armstrongandgetty.com. It's there. It's there at armstrongandgetty.com. So. Done and done, sir. It's like two minutes long. He wrote a song. Um, also, uh, speaking of celebrities, how do you say his name? I've never been able to actually say it. Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves. You barely got through it that time. The very first Keanu Reeves Film Festival is going to occur. <laughs> Hashtag KeanuCon. KeanuCon. <laughs> where, where you can watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. A whole bunch of your... Uh, well, and your Matrix movies. Yeah, all your Matrix movies. Right. And stuff, so enjoy. <laughs> 
your point breaks. That's the one that I'd be role playing as. What what one was that? Uh, that's where that's where he was the former. He's the I'm an FBI agent who goes undercover for yeah. his, uh, the Patrick Swayze bank robbing surfers. <laughs> oh, I knew there was some like alternative oh. sport involved. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, right. okay. yeah. It was surfing, skydiving. They did a bunch right. of stuff. Yes. I'm an FBI agent, dude. Sounds great. Gary Busey as his grizzled veteran cop guy. Yes. What's nothing like in that? Yes. That's Utah, why. give me two. When he's ordering sandwiches, leaning out the car. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> why you go to the, uh, the Keanu Con. So anyway, uh, hopefully the death of passwords is coming. Uh, you know who's driving this? Your IT people and uh, your tech people. They hate passwords. They know that they don't do much in terms of actually stopping hackings. A lot of the a lot of the uses and then the rules for passwords are either never made any sense or so outdated that they don't make any sense. So all that crap you're going through today, signing into various stuff, most of it doesn't need to happen at all. Um, second uh, authorization, where you know, like you get a text on your phone or various stuff like that. That's the that's the best way to protect. Enter the code. Love by it far. Um, so uh, of companies with a thousand plus employees, the survey found that. Half of IT IT support requests has to do with passwords. So half the stuff they deal with is passwords. How do you like? You know, that's not that surprising. It's not surprising at all. I'm thinking about my own experience, which is probably fairly typical. But how would you like to? Yeah, the only times I ever interact with IT. How would you like to dedicate yourself to learning computers and going to school and whatever? And all you do all day long is get people into their email accounts, reset passwords. How long was the last time you said, I really need my hard drive polished over here, Ed? <laughs> no, it's always about freaking passwords. And uh, 90% of cybersecurity leaders said stolen credentials has led to unauthorized access attempts, okay? But a whopping 86% declared they'd give passwords the heave-ho if they could. 80, that is whopping. 86% said, and passwords gotta go. Because it just doesn't do much, other than make you mad and slow right. down your day. You know, maybe if you're, you got the equivalent of, uh, is there a term for this in the corporate world? You have a security clearance. You have access to classified or highly classified or compartmented or whatever. I mean, a, a, a dope like myself, I'm mostly going to say, oh, we're meeting with uh, John at uh, Tuesday at 1130. That works for me. I'll see you then. Why is that encrypted? <laughs> Yeah. Again, Vlad Putin, if you want to know when John and I are getting together for lunch, I'd be happy to CC on future emails. I don't care. God, who knows how much productivity is lost due to... uh, Oh, and just just how many times you have to sign in your password per day. The 50 times you have to re-log in because it logs out after 90 seconds because you walked out of the room to go to the bathroom. And during that 90 seconds, a Russian could come in and read your email and know that you're going to lunch with John next Wednesday. Exactly. And then all is lost. <laughs> so it locked you Keanu out. Keanu Reeves would tell you, lock your computer down. Luckily, it locked you out automatically after 90 seconds. And then, 90 seconds, and then you got to re-log again. And a very interesting aspect is because... So I think this is irony, right? So in an attempt to make passwords more secure and less hackable... They they initiated all these. You need uh, a, a non alphanumeric character. Right. You need a capitalization, and we need to change them every sixty days. But because of that, it has forced people to just make the simplest, most easy to remember passwords the most commonly used ones. Oh. Therefore, making it easier <clears throat> to get past the passwords. Yeah, the efforts to try to 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 go the direction of safer has caused me to go the other direction. Right. Yeah. Did uh, Kanunu Reeves need a password in those Matrix movies? 
Do you have to sign on? Did you have to I, sign on to the Matrix? I watched half of one I Matrix God, movie. I'm typing that correctly. You'd think he's looking at the screen over and over again. I saw half of one Matrix movie and had no idea what was going on. Well, was it the first half or the <laughs> second half? Because <laughs> that matters yeah. a lot. Or you, did you just jump in in the middle half? Yeah, I don't it's not I, guys sword fight, and I will defend her honor. I will ruin her honor. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, I get it. <laughs> fight, fight. No, no, no it's I, very I, complicated. Yeah, I was. I don't think I was paying close attention. The it, Matrix was one of the biggest mind warps that I'd ever experienced. Walking out of a good you one too. Yeah. Uh, no, no, this was this was oh. before before that in my life. Um, and uh, just yeah, walking out of that, and I was what? <laughs> yeah, and it was great. I couldn't wait to see it again. Maybe I ought to give it another world. What's the, what's the what's the thumbnail sketch of the Matrix? Oh, uh, people aren't actually living their lives. They're just uh, spoiler alert. They're actually just like being held by the government and have stuff piped into their brains. We are batteries for machines. Yeah. Oof. And we're just floating and mach- in goo, which is my life stream. And the machines have created all this "quote unquote" reality as a virtual program that we to, to keep our brains active because that's where the energy is coming from. I so a- this is all a simulation in the benefit for the and 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 somebody must lead us out of this enslavement, Jack. Mm. Who? Kanunu. Yes. <laughs> I had a conversation with my son yesterday about computers getting smart enough, and they are going to be soon to be able to program themselves. Um. And, and and that's called the continuum, the matrix. No, it's got a word. The conundrum. There's books been written about the it. enlightenment. No, it's something. It's something like the horizon event yeah, or something. Yeah, the turning like point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the turning. Well, it the will be a turning point. point. They the will turning be and tipping point. <laughs> but yeah. it's like a good recliner. God, the accessibility. The, uh, the, the it's got a name anyway. Yeah, I um, think it's all on. It's on the tip of everybody's tongue. And it's supposed to happen within a couple of years. Computers will be smart enough. They'll be smarter than people, and will be able to program themselves. Right. They'll just be independent, and, and then they will grow teeth. And what's interesting? <laughs> the first thing a third grader said when I explained that concept to him was he is he said, and then they'll start killing all the people and take over the world. Right. And why do we all assume that's going Good to happen? Good boy. Now, who was I reading the other day? Stephen Hawking, I think, wrote about this. One of your super smart people said, there's an, he believed what I believed, which makes me a super genius, that there's, there's none of the power need. Computers don't have any desire to, to, for power. Yet. That doesn't yeah, exist exactly. in a computer like it does in human beings. Why do human beings react that way? Same reason ro- lions would react that way if they learned that elephants had grown fangs and had become carnivores. They'd think... I'm no longer the apex. Yeah, but they aren't hungry. They don't need sex. They don't need money. There's Elephants nothing. don't need sex. You, you've never known an elephant. Singularity. The singularity. That's, That's it. what it is. Yeah. Elephants huh? don't need food. You know nothing about elephants. <laughs> I was talking about computers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi, Joe Biden here, standing in back of Joe Getty. <sighs> Kirkland Signature Salon Formula. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> here comes final thoughts. Vote for me in 2020. Kirkland sounded nothing like Joe Biden. The former vice president there. (laughs) Kirkland brand shampoo. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on staff. Hey, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? All right, today we learned Airbnbs have hidden cameras and Alexa listens to you. If you get an Airbnb that has an Alexa, you're doomed. Better go into hiding. Run for your lives. Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, taking a little bit of advantage of the market pullback arena yesterday. Increased my positions in some companies. Playing the game, baby. Playing the game. Marshall Phillips, final thought. Hats off to Harry and Meghan naming their newborn Royal Archie, whose pictures are linked at armstrongandgetty.com along with illuminating comments.
Archie's not a real name. Jack, a final thought for us? <laughs> if you're the creative type and you would like to come up with some sort of song or clever bit for getting into final thoughts, what they, should they do? What do they do, Michael? Email me. They uh, email attach you. Attach the uh, sound file, and I'll send along to uh, the two mics. And you can find that at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, just mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. They're always fun and delightful. Are they always? Well, not always. <laughs> you know, my final thought was very serious, so why don't we just end on that cheery note, everybody? Everybody feeling good? Cheery note. I'm going to recommend a book about elephants for Jack. <laughs> so, <we> can <laughs> so you see, Jack, computers, even the computers will soon realize that humans are very inefficient, and the only thing that can get in the way of computers continuing to keep the power on is our human uh, dumbness getting in the way, so therefore we must be eliminated. Will they develop a desire to survive? No. No, they will not. Says you and, and Peter, Stephen Hawking. Peter Hawking, or what whatever his know? name is. Peter Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> no, <yeah>, totally <laughs> ignorant of elephants but as well. If they Barbar. <laughs> Bring if, on Barbar. If they did, we That's would. Babar. If they did develop a need for Not power or food or sex or survival, they would kill us all. Elephants or computers? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty back right, up another grueling four hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All the clicks we talked about are there, including you can listen to everything Alexa has recorded in your home and you will be shocked how much it is it's a WAPO article by Jeffrey Fowler armstrongandgetty.com yeah check it out and let us know what's on there see you tomorrow God bless America this is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence I will not sugarcoat this this is a disappointing day for us big mistake but not too bad the fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Really? Armstrong and Getty.